the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's all I need, yeah. And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. This is my America. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Let me introduce myself. I am Andrea K. My pronouns are. Don't ask me what my pronouns are. Donut. <laughs> my, yeah, my pronouns are donut and dynamite. Okay. <laughs> and I am wearing a black tank top and a little gray vest. Okay. <laughs> Y'all might be wondering why I'm spewing such nonsense. That's because that's my Kamala Harris impersonation. Let's just start off uh, the show with that tonight, shall we? Yeah. Um, it, with 75% of Democrats saying they don't want Joe Biden to run again in 2024, they actually don't want him to, they don't want him to continue in office another five seconds. They're sitting around going, yeah, but Kamala, what, what do we do with a little problem called Kamala? We're going to talk about Kamala a little bit later <laughs> and her reintroduction to America. Speaking of a reintroduction to America of sorts, although I don't know if, if to, Trump's speech today counts as a reintroduction. It seems as though Trump has gone nowhere. He continues to hold massive rallies and gives uh, well-watched speeches. Today's speech was a little bit different because it really almost, let's just say it was the relaunch of a 2024 presidential campaign. We're going to play some excerpts from that. I'm wondering if you watched it and what you thought of it, if you were, I'm going to play some clips and I have a feeling that if you, if you were on the Trump train early and you stayed on the Trump train, you're still on the Trump train. Um, well, I don't know. Cause there's some people on the Trump train that were like, you know what? I'm not sure if I'm hopping back on board or maybe I need, I need to see if we got a new engineer or somebody that's got another train coming from another station and maybe we'll see which one arrives. There's, that's my bad math analogy from the train. 888-344-1170. Did you watch Trump's speech? What was your reaction to it? If you were on the Trump train, did it keep you on the train? Did you jump off the train? Or did you jump off the train before and you're going to stay off the train? Where are you at on the Trump train? 888-344-1170. We know that this Jan 6 committee is about stopping the train from leaving the station in terms of 2024. Uh, we also know that in, in doing so, things are getting more and more and more heated in, in the effort by the deep state to criminalize and persecute and prosecute Donald Trump and anybody in its orbit. And meanwhile, there's breaking reports, according to Chuck Grassley, that the there are whistleblowers from the FBI and the DOJ that have come out and said that there is, has been a scheme in place to cover up and try to hide the truth about Hunter Biden, which, you know, really comes from the hashtag duh file. I mean, I guess I guess the only thing really new there really would be that we've actually got whistleblowers. So I'm excited for to have with us tonight to discuss that. 
and all things related to what is the real worse than Watergate story is we've got John O'Connor is going to be here who actually has written a, written a book called Worse Than Watergate and is actually a longtime attorney and actually drafted, I believe, some briefs during the actual original Watergate hearings. So I'm super excited to have John O'Connor with us later on to discuss what's going on with the FBI and the DOJ and and Jan 6 committee and relates to Trump. Before I go any further, though, before I take any of your calls, I got to chat with this man who's here every night of the week. And it is, of course, DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, my pronouns are carbs and potatoes. Mm -hmm. Always carbs. And you know, Andrea, I'm excited to play these Trump clips, but I didn't get to see the whole thing. We just got the excerpts and uh, I'm wishing there was more there there. Right. Um, Well, um, it's interesting because Trump had such amazing, when he came down the escalators in 2015, he had such an amazing sense. He had his, truly had his finger on the pulse of America and the issues that were most important to the American people. And then you add in the fact that he was, that he was completely authentic, completely genuine and spoke in a way that he not only understood the issues that affecting the American people, but he was able to speak in a way and articulate it as just one of them, a common man, even though the dude, you know, he didn't um, speak over anybody. Right. Even though his, his home that he lives in, his apartment in New York city looks like a Fabergé egg. Right. I mean, this man is not of the people, but he, but in a sense he is right. I mean, he was in, in, in many ways, a self-made man. He earned it. Right. So after four years in the White House, it's interesting to see him. Um, and we all know how he ended up out of the White House. It's, it's interesting to see whether or not he, he has retained that ability. And, and this is what I was looking for today in the speech. Um, does he continue to truly understand the issues that are at the foremost of the American people's mind? And does he also have the ability, given the mistakes that he made, to continue to hold sway with the American people and the MAGA voters, many of whom understood that he was a human being, understood that he's flawed, understood understood that nobody's perfect, but recognized the mistakes that he made? And was he going to be able to speak to that? And... um I will admit that I didn't hear the entire speech today. I'm curious what your guys' reactions are to whether or not um, I and as I and I ask that question, even though as I have as others have been open with some of my critiques of Trump, I always anytime I do share an honest critique because we all are imperfect and we all make mistakes. There's not one person who doesn't make a mistake on the job. So why is it that we can't say that somebody that we elected into office that we hired to do a job made a mistake on a job? But anytime I do that, man, I get the hate emails. Yeah, it's like we've talked about with a couple of guests, Andrea. I really feel if if Trump is going to carry this country back, he needs to earn his spot past the primaries. Right. So we're going to play a couple of clips for you guys. And you can let us know whether or not, let us know whether or not any of these clips resonate with you. Are these the number one issues for you? Is this is this who you want to see back in the White House to turn the ship around? Because some people, whatever analogy you want to use, are have we already hit the iceberg and we're sinking? Are we on the way to the iceberg? But here, let's start with Trump saying... Um, why he's still active politically. And to me, he just all but stopped short in this clip from basically saying, I'm running for re-election in 2024. Skins, clip 13. If I renounced my beliefs, if I agreed to stay silent, if I stayed at home and just took it easy, the persecution of Donald Trump would stop immediately. It would stop. But that's not what I will do. I can't do that. A much simpler life. Have to save our country. 
What is true in that clip to twenty to the twenty fifteen Donald Trump is that Donald Trump knew when he came down the escalators, and we know because we had uh, Paula White, his his spiritual leader on the show, who explained that before he announced in twenty fifteen he was running for office, he flew her up to uh, Trump Tower and they prayed in a conference room without ceasing and without food and fasted for I don't even remember how long it was praying over whether or not he was going to run for president because he knew. He he didn't know the depths of the deep state and how they were going to go after him, but he knew that his family was going to be in the crosshairs. He knew that his that their his family was going to be hurt in a variety of different ways, including financially and the risk that he took. And here, you know, he's right. If he walked away today, I I don't think that it would stop a hundred percent. But it would seriously scale back. It would seriously scale back. They would be what what they would have to do is is do like a walk of shame, slow walk it back to try to make it not so obvious that the whole thing was about trying to stop him from running for reelection. But I also don't think it would be would a hundred percent stop because it's not a hundred percent about him. Here's where I disagree. It's about the movement. It's about the movement. And he needs to, and he needs to start including that in some of his re- in some of his talking points. He needs to, he needs to start talking about the fact that there are, today, Doctor Simone Gold had to had to go and report in for prison for sixty days for trespassing. And the only reason why she is there was because she dared, as a medical doctor, to push back and to express a different opinion than the United States government quote hashtag scientist. She did. Uh, she trespassed. She did nothing more than Stephen Colbert's staffers did. And they were not only not prosecuted, nobody's throwing them in jail. And I don't have time to get into it. But she sent a statement to Julie Kelly, who we've had on the show many times from AM Greatness, uh, reflecting on what happened in the court with the judge who she coincidentally went to law school with and she thought he was going to recuse himself. There, there is no other way to describe what's happening in this country uh, then the fact that we we have already reached North Korea, Castro's Cuba levels of persecution of political dissidents in this country. That must become a part of his speech. If he truly wants to save America, he's got to start speaking about that. You can't say you can't fix a problem if you can't properly identify it. And this is how is he going to save America? Tell me exactly what the problems are point by point by point. And then. And the days of him speaking for an hour and a half off the cuff, it needs, I need him to roll that back because I need more specifics as to what he's going to do. When DeSantis speaks, he's already in action. Well, and, 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 well, and that's, that's different. From, I'm talking about when he's given a speech. I want him to say, OK, you're going to save America. And, and I'm asking you guys out there, do you think Trump's America needs saving? Is he the guy to do it? I need him to I need him to specifically tell me what exactly the issues are that need to be saved and how he's going to save it. Because, and the reason why he's got to get into specifics is because it can't be saved unless a whole lot of institutions are burnt down to the ground. And I mean that figuratively, I mean that metaphorically. Later on, when we talk to John O'Connor, the FBI, what's what's been going on that we have known about, that Trump that was going on before after when Trump came down the escalators throughout his entire candidacy throughout his entire administration that's continuing to this day as a weaponized FBI and a DOJ as well as a weaponized CDC and NIH and NIAID as well as a weaponized Department of Education and if that he must clearly state that to me because and unless you state that 
and and maybe he's holding that back until he makes the official announcement. But the only way to save America is to destroy the institutions that are trying to destroy us from within. Do you think he announces before the midterms? I think this is basically an announcement speech. When he says, I'm not going away, I could end the persecution of me if I were to go away, but I can't go away. I have to save America. Who says I have to save America if they're not running for office? How, how else are you going to do it? Right? Except running for office. He then, he does go into um, some specifics of um, a couple of things. I'm, I, I, he, when it came, comes to the, one of the things we've got to, you've, what did I just say? You've got, you can't save America unless you destroy the institutions that are trying to destroy us from within. Abraham Lincoln said it would not be the barbarians at the gate that would destroy us. It would be our own internal fifth column. Before you can get into things like the cultural Marxist movement, um, the border, um, uh, you know, some of the other things that he talked about today, you can't achieve these other things unless you do that first. You can't achieve securing the border. You can't achieve the cultural Marxist stuff that he went on to talk about. And we're going to play these clips. But you can't, you can't achieve any of the other things that he talked about unless you first rat out the institutions that have seized control over this country that are being, that where our country is really being run by unelected bureaucrats at the federal level as well as at the local level for which most Republicans don't even pay any attention to and don't bother to run for office. So we're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to play a couple more clips that I think are really important for you guys to hear. And we're also then going to talk. And one of the clips he talked about and he spent some time today on is the crime wave happening in this country. And I suggest to you that the real coup attempt, the coup attempt, the insurrection to take over this country is coup via crime wave. That's what's happening in America today. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Already getting emails in from listeners about uh, my open in which I talked about Trump's speech today. Yes, thank you, Al, for emailing. Yeah, uh, at Charlie Kirk's Turning Point USA meeting that just was held over the weekend, the, Trump did win the straw poll. I think it was, um, I, I think it was as, uh, let me check this email here. Uh, 79% voted uh, for Trump with DeSantis getting 19. And uh, so, you know, Trump is is still by far the Republican favorite. But I agree with Kurt Schlichter, who's been on the show many times, who said that Trump needs to earn it. He needs to be primaried. Um, I I do like, I I am going to now play some specific clips, uh, some clips that outline some specifics, uh, one of which involves the, the cultural Marxist movement, that is really for too long. One of the things that I love so much about Trump is that he's he's willing to say things that most other Republicans, save for maybe Andy Biggs or maybe Matt Gates, are willing to say, right? And because it and, and it should have been a blueprint to the Republicans who've been too scared for decades. They complete the, the one of the reasons why we've completely lost at this point. And and if you want to save America, it's got it's got to be saved through not just routing out the deep state, but also. The Marxist within the deep state who are seeking to control and, and subvert and completely destroy our culture. And they're and do- most are still too scared. Most are still too scared. Right. The, the, they, the Democrats got the Republicans number that if you 
said that you wanted to enforce immigration laws you hated brown people if you didn't want to if you wanted you know uh, to cut back on entitlement programs or at least make people work for it, you hated poor people and on and on and on and on and on and trump was the one of the first people to stand up and speak the truth to that nonsense and here's what he had today to say about the transgender movement uh skins please play clip eight and by the way we should not allow men to play in women's sports So crazy. I think the rest is just clapping. I was hoping he was going to go on to say, and I'm going to ask that when the Republicans continue to hold the majority in both houses of Congress, I'm going to ask that legislation be passed. Um, that that secures and, and codifies that there is male and there is female and everything everything that we've talked about here, you know, in relations to this OBGT movement in this country. I think we need do need I'm all for states rights. But when it comes to children, children need to be protected. And if we have Title IX in this country and if we have civil rights protections for this minority group and this identity group over here and this identity group over there, how about we how about we include some protections in, for children in their lives? But how about we do take some steps to protect children from their bodies being mutilated? I'm not aware that he talked about that in today's speech. I think this is kind of low-hanging fruit. I'm actually looking for more. I'm looking for more than just the easy, because even Caitlyn Jenner says, you know, they shouldn't be, you know, biological males shouldn't be competing against girls. I'm looking for uh, the second and the third and the fourth level beyond that. Uh, One of the biggest, if you look at the polling right now, one of the reasons why the Democrats continues to hide and it, what's going on at the border and the borders are Kamala Harris never actually went to the borders because they know that what what is happening there is not a winning strategy for the American people. The American people have not wanted ever and still do not want the open border. And it has continued. And it, it, we cannot just blame the Democrats for that because when Trump was in office with both houses of Congress, Trump could not get $5 million to build the dang wall at the border. It's absolutely inexcusable. And the fact, and so you know who I blame, really even more than the Democrats and the Biden administration right now, is I blame the Republican Party. Because had they funded everything that he wanted, particularly the wall, Joe Biden could not have come in and removed everything that Trump did via executive order and leave us completely exposed like we are right now. Wall would have still been there. The wall would have still been there. Here's what he had to say about our borders. Clip nine. Finally, to secure our country, we have to secure our borders. And there's never been anything like what's taking place at our border. Our open borders are a gaping wound allowing drugs, gangs, child traffickers, human smugglers, and tens of thousands of dangerous criminals to pour into our country. That's every week when you hear tens of, that's every week. Yeah. I think just year to date through, I, I don't, I'm not sure if it's through February or March, 465,000 getaways. And that's just the ones that got away. I mean, we don't know. I, we don't know the percentage. I talked about this last night. Don't need to continue to beat, to beat this dead horse. But of the millions that have come in, we don't know what percentage of them are drug traffickers, child sex traffickers, fentanyl pushers. We don't really know. But the Biden administration doesn't care as long as they can slip them an ID card. And it's a long time between now and 2024. That's why this border needs to be secured. 
by the Republican Party. I'm, and, and I don't want to hear that, oh, it's an automatic red wave. I don't want to hear that because I don't. It, you, we cannot sit back. We need to be campaigning as though we've got very tiny little chance of winning. And we need to be pushing hard. And we need to be and, and Republicans need to be campaigning hard and not on just tax breaks. Because I get every day, I get the email communications from the RNC. Who do you want to have on this week to talk about tax breaks? Who do you want to have on this week to talk about gas and gas prices? Who do you want to have on this week that we can talk about all the easy stuff so we don't have to talk about what's happening at the border? We don't have to talk about what are we going to do? Come after the midterms in the next session of Congress where we've got more and more more millions flooding in here. Are you going to actually have the courage to put together some legislation that involves some deportation, rounding them up and putting them on buses? Because I'm all for that and I'll vote for that. Last clip I want to play um, is is an area of which I deeply disagree with Donald Trump for reasons for which I will explain. I think that Donald Trump... Um, it needs to stop being so focused on trying to tout successes that he's willing to ignore failure because the American people aren't going to ignore it. And he may still be 75% of the straw poll, but that's not 100% of the straw poll, was it? He's lost support. And the support that he's lost has to do with the shots, has to do with the lockdowns. And ignoring that and burying his head in the sand is not going to change that. And here's what he had to say today about COVID. Clip 12. We need to establish a commission to hold China accountable for unleashing the virus upon the world and the damage they've caused. And we need to restore my administration's initiative to target and eliminate Chinese espionage, which Joe Biden outrageously abolished. You know, we had it. Huawei couldn't come in. You know that they were prohibited from coming in. All of a sudden, they're all over the place. What he needs to, I'm not, I'm not interested in a commission and investigation into China and them unleashing the virus. I'm interested in an investigation into the lies and the denial that there were proven therapeutics that could have saved the lives of Americans. I'm interested in an investigation into the CDC and the NIH um, paying money to hospitals to tell sick people to stay at home and then and denying them therapeutics and then then these hospitals being um, profit centers of which they label anybody who died uh, anywhere near COVID as death from COVID then pumping up the numbers. I want an investigation into why hospitals were compensated for putting patients on ventilators even after we knew that that was the wrong treatment practice. I want to know why hospitals were compensated uh, for remdesivir Instead of other less expensive treatments, I, I want an investigation. Excuse, I'll let you finish. I want an investigation into those big pharma companies and the money they made. I want an investigation into the fact that Pfizer tried to hide the truth that Naomi Wolf and three and a team of three thousand people have uncovered that are trying to get to the American people. That's what I want to care about because millions of Americans have died. The rest of the Americans, many of which are still sick and and suffering adverse reactions from these shots. The mandates are continuing to be forced, and now on on babies in diapers. We've got millions of Americans. Americans whose jobs were taken away from them, whose businesses were completely destroyed, entire industries destroyed. I'm far more interested in everything surrounding the destruction of America by the American United States government than I am about a leak out of Wuhan. Your thoughts? Skins. Yeah, you know, I'll just I'll say it, Andrea, and uh, you know, I both tell, we, we we like Trump. I like a lot of what he did in his presidency. However, uh, I know he will not be the only Republican running, and I will say this. 
if he does not come out, and I know he doesn't like to admit failure because he always likes to win, but he needs to come out and admit the failure of what happened with these shots and what happened, unfortunately, to this country. Because if he doesn't do that, I don't know if I can vote for him. Deborah Burks has publicly stated that she lied to him and manipulated the information in order to push for lockdowns. And I'm not aware that he mentioned it in a speech. What he needs to be saying is, I trusted people who lied to me. Exactly. I trusted people who misled me in an effort to save American lives. I worked and did Operation Warp Speed to produce, to help facilitate the production of a shot for which I had no scientific responsibility. And had I known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have done it. Right. At this point, we now understand that there are adverse reactions and we, we are the land of the free. And I believe that you that we need to make sure that there is informed consent for the American public as to what the risks are for these shots. And not one American should be under force by the U.S. government at any level, whether it be the Department of Defense, whether it be a doctor being forced to to um, prescribe something or not state prescribe or something. There should, at, at no level of the government, local, state, or federal, should there be any kind of mandate of any kind of these shots. We need to get back to the American people having the right to make medical decisions for themselves. That's what he should say. He should say, if he wants to say, I trust these shots and I trust the science, fine. But but the Ameri- but there are millions and millions of Americans who don't. And you know why? Because of the very documents that Pfizer tried to hide that show the adverse reactions. That's just the truth. Trump's genuine. He's authentic. He loves this country. But he's got to get right on this issue or he's not or he might win the nomination, but he won't win the general election because there's going to be a whole lot. And you know how I know this? And this is me speaking, giving tough love to Trump because I hear it all day long from so many conservatives in media and outside of media. And that's the 25 percent he lost on that poll. Right. I want Trump to be back in office, but I want him to do it with better recognition of mistakes that he made, a re- a, a, an, owner, an ownership of what he would do different. And that's got to include these shots and a recognition that they are not what they are being pushed out to be uh, by Fauci and others. We got to take a break. We come back. We got to shift gears. Senator Chuck Grassley says he's heard from some whistleblowers in the FBI and the DOJ that they had a little scheme going to cover up the crimes of Hunter Biden. We're going to talk to John O'Connor, author of, legal analyst and author of The Mysteries of Watergate, What Really Happened. And he will be here when we get back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before we bring in John O'Connor here, author of The Mysteries of Watergate, What Really Happened, to talk about... Uh, the whistleblowers with the FBI and the DOJ, as well as rel- re- as well as revelations today over this Cassidy Hutchinson, supposedly the new John Dean. I can't wait to talk to John O'Connor about that. But quickly, before we go to him, uh, we've got a caller, Paul, who wants to weigh in on my comments I was making about Trump and his speech today. Paul, you've got 30 seconds. Go. All right, Andrew, I'll be real quick. I spoke to you many times, well, not many few times before, but anyways. President Trump can't afford to show his hand right now. It's like the old song about you got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. He's got the entire apparatus of government against him right now. Even today, they announced officially that the DOJ is going to be investigating him. As a MAGA person, and we're all MAGA, we know exactly what's going on. I mean, we, we don't have to be, I don't need it spelled out for me what he's going to do. 
Because every word, everything he says is going to be scrutinized, going to mm-hmm. be lied about, it's going to be twisted. So he doesn't have to come out and say, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. We all know what the problems are. Okay. I don't need him, for him to come out and articulate it. Okay. So I think, yeah, I think a little off base with that. I just don't okay. think he shows him. Well, you know what, Paul? Thank you. That's that's a well-reasoned, you know, thoughtful comment, you know, that Skin says he partially agrees with. (laughs) I just think that I think and I think you may be right. I think that I'm just so desperate. I'm somebody that likes to problem solve. I'm somebody that gets really frustrated with yammering about what a problem is. And I want solutions. And throughout the entire Trump administration, I was desperate for accountability for what I viewed as being far worse than Watergate. And nobody was ever legitimately held accountable. And and and, mm-hmm. and the people that should have held held those, these people accountable were actually part of the Trump administration, including Bill Barr. Paul, got to leave it there, because okay, on, all right. Thank if you for calling you in. If you get a chance, check out Trending Politics. There's an article about some of this. Okay, I will. Thank you so much. Um, I think that's a good way to segue into my interview with John O'Connor. He is an experienced trial lawyer. He's actually uh, served as an assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California for years. Um, he's been involved in some super high-profile cases. Y'all might be familiar with something called the U.S. versus Patty Hearst, as well as other high-profile cases. And he's author of the book, The Mysteries of Watergate, What Really Happened. And he joins me now, first time on the Andrea K. Show. Hi, Mr. O'Connor. Thank you for being here. Good to be with you, Andrea. Okay, so, gosh, I don't know where to begin because this has just been, in my opinion, the world's longest coup attempt, starting in 2015 when Trump came down the escalators from then to, you know, Papadopoulos, Crossfire Hurricane, the Robert Mueller, then we had the impeachment, uh, you know, the Ukrainian whistleblower, now we got the Jan 6. Um, the, the, you know, and in the meantime, uh, a large percentage of, of Joe Biden voters in 2020 said they wouldn't have voted for him had they known about Hunter Biden laptop. So we've got we've got, you know, and then and then also back in 2015 and 2016, while there has been five and six years of a weaponized government against Donald J. Trump, we've had the same FBI and DOJ covering up the crimes of Hillary Clinton and now Hunter Biden as somebody who's been involved in this game a really long time. What do you want the listeners to know about this as compared to Watergate? Well, first of all, the heroes in Watergate were the FBI. They were incorruptible. And that's really what my client, Mark Felt, stood for. I mean, the Post and others will say, oh, no, he was just a disgruntled guy. He wasn't. He was trying to make sure the FBI played it straight. Had they done it the way had Nixon White House and his attorney general done it the way he wanted, uh, probably everything would have turned out not right. It would have been right in the sense that people would have been indicted and convicted, but it wouldn't have been this mass orgy of execution. And we wouldn't have had the terrible partisan journalism that we have today that came from Watergate. So that's, that's the issue there. Now today, if you go fast forward, uh, you know, the media complex, the media democratic complex is always on the lookout. So what happens is, Trump makes the mistake, and you've got to blame it on him. He's, he's inexperienced. He names Jeff Sessions. Mm. The Democrats in the Justice Department convince him he has to recuse himself. They put in Rod Rosenstein, who he had stupid, who Sessions stupidly appointed. Then Sessions stupidly appoints James Comey. We're off to the races. Mm-hmm. So even though you can blame Bill Barr for doing this, one of the things Bill Barr did that was so intelligent was he waited until Mullen, Mueller finished his investigation and did not bring up any of the FISA stuff. 
because Mueller probably had enough latitude in his ridiculous assignment by Rosenstein that he could have taken care of Russiagate and said, oh, there's nothing wrong here. But he didn't do that because they didn't even want to admit that there might even be a problem. So uh, Mueller and his group, Wiseman, kept their mouths shut on that issue. Uh, but so, but Barr had to wait until he issued his report. As soon as the, Mueller issues his report, now you have Durham appointed. Okay, so he's appointed late in the day. Now, then you have COVID, and COVID stops there being subpoenas issued, uh, and you've got Congress trying to obstruct everything, and then you have the the Ukrainian impeachment, which again is an inside corrupt deep state job. So it is really very hard for people. I don't even call myself conservative. I call myself moderate, an old-time traditional liberal. Today, I pass as very conservative because I like traditional American values. And we're not practicing them. We're not honest. And we don't have an honest government. So we fast forward. And what happens with Hunter Biden during the election? The New York Post comes up with an explosive laptop. Hunter Biden is clearly going to uh, looks like everybody thought he was a corrupt guy with a corrupt father and a corrupt uncle. And those guys, his uncle and he are the bad men, clearly. So we, we, we get a hold of this. And what happens? <clears throat> the FBI completely subverts its powers. Remember, this was Russian disinformation the FBI was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And according to, excuse me for interrupting, according to these whistleblowers in Chuck Grassley, um, uh, F- Russian disinformation. Yeah, no, FBI supervisory intelligence analyst Brian Austin opened up an assessment which was used by FBI headquarters um, to then, um, you know, I, who I'm assuming oh, then worked with the intelligence community because there was all these, wait, 29 or 30 intelligence people that all came out and said it was Russian disinformation. But we're realizing that the FBI, I mean, they actually said, they, according to Chuck Grassley, John O'Connor, they actually almost set up a war room kind of like Hillary Clinton did in dealing with the bimbo eruptions. Well, here's my point. I didn't mean to say it was really the Russian disinformation. They said it was Russian disinformation. Now think about it. Right now, we've got intelligence analysts. We've probably got them looking at 20,000 pieces of foreign disinformation or foreign information to see if it's disinformation. (laughs) In other words, we're collecting data all the time from these countries and trying to figure out whether it's disinformation. But if we do find out it's disinformation, what do we do? We do not go blast it all over the world that we found the uh, item X is disinformation because now we've just revealed sources yeah. and methods, haven't we? Right. Now, the only reason to release any of this stuff about Hunter Biden and disinformation is political. And mm-hmm. we know that's what happened here. And we know it affected the election. And right. The whole purpose of this, yeah, was for that. Excuse me, I cough. No, that's okay. I, you know, I have I have ongoing allergies. I have the same issue, and 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 it, it often happens when I'm trying to, you know, when I'm on air. So take a sip of water. You know, I'm looking at this. Yeah. This is this. You know, what what bothered me about Chuck Grassley here is that he's like, it looks like we've got a problem, to Mr. Christopher Ray, with a few people in your organization. Now I look at this, John O'Connor, and I go, uh, maybe back when you know my in my parents' generation, the FBI. You know, during Watergate, whatever, were the good guys. But it's looking to me like the FBI, when you've got everything that went on uh, during Crossfire Hurricane and beyond with the FBI and the DOJ. Now we've got 
got them covering up Hunter Biden at the same time they did the phony kidnapping plot with Gretchen Whitmer. They were going to try to do which was about which was about an October surprise to try to out, uh, mess with the outcome of the election in 2020. They were going to cook up another equal um, kidnapping plot against Youngkin, not Youngkin, um, Youngkin's predecessor. Uh, the Klan guy. I, I, you know, we we don't really we know the FBI was involved in uh, trying to incite violence and get inside groups uh, like Proud Boys on January six. I'm looking uh, in the minute and a half we have left. Am I wrong for thinking that we need we need to to tear this FBI apart? We we don't need seventeen you know law enforcement agencies. And quite frankly, to me, when when we've got the American people thrown in a gulag. Being rounded up, it, they were rounding up on social media anybody who was outside of the Capitol on January sixth. They're not the good guys anymore, and they're weaponized against the good the, the American citizen. And we have political prisoners in America. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. And the reason they can do it is because they have cover from the mainstream media. Back in Watergate, my hero Mark Felt, my client and hero Mark Felt was was helped solve Watergate at least what should have been solved. Much of it shouldn't have been solved. And, and as I write, a lot of that reporting was deceitful. However, what was his reward for that? The Washington Post urged the indictment of Mark Felt. I'm not making it up. They urged him uh, for doing the right thing, getting rid of the Weather Underground and the PLO. He was doing what an FBI guy should do. And the Washington, Washington Post urged him to get indicted, then urged that he's convicted, the judge gave kangaroo court instructions. We're off to the races. Now, what message does that send to the regular FBI agents? You know that if you're James Comey or Andrew McCabe, mm-hmm. as long as you're on the other side of the fence and skewering conservatives, you will do just fine. Yep. And if Hillary Clinton won that election, they would be sitting pretty. And after they left the FBI, they left the FBI. They'd have two million dollar jobs. Comey wanted to run for Senate. They would have all been bathed in glory. But that's the lesson for these people. And we have to stand up and talk our talk and speak our truth. Because right now, people don't understand what's happening to us. Well, they don't. Not not enough Americans do. And in part because you're right, they're turning on uh, CNN and all these other outlets and thinking that they're getting the truth and they're not. And I was talking to somebody today who said, I don't think there's any media outlet that doesn't have bias. And I said, well, that may be. Everybody's got a point of view. I do. But that's one reason why the American people need to accept responsibility for their information. I know it's hard because the the left is making it really difficult to get the truth. They want to control the message and you control minds and you control the election. That's why they suppress the Hunter Biden laptop. But we have to we have to be diligent. If we're going to turn this country around, every American needs to accept their responsibility and their role in doing so and it starts with making sure you get educated i hope everybody gets educated by reading your book which is the mysteries of watergate what really happened and he also has another one postgate how the washington post betrayed deep throat covered up watergate began today's partisan ad- advocacy journalism so thank you for being here and i hope you come back and we'd love to love to continue this talk yes i think we're on a very important issue i i agree so thanks much thank you look forward to having you on soon Thank you. Now, you know what? I forgot to ask Mr. O'Connor what his pronouns were. Oh, well. <laughs> and what he was wearing. Maybe he needed to reintroduce himself that way. We're going to take a break and we come back. How did Kamala reintroduce herself to America today? Oh, everybody's on edge.
You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Larry Elder has often mentioned, as he, as he often does, where he goes over issues again and again, uh, that self-esteem is higher in the black community than any other ethnic group or any other community. Self-esteem is higher, and the self-esteem is lowest among Asians and white people. What does that tell you about the the, uh, the prevalence of reality? I mean, they've got everything backwards. Uh, it's Asians and white people that should be bragging. But uh, you've got Charlemagne, the god. It was inevitable that you'd get a black guy who comes in with his high self-esteem and calls himself the god. This is no accident. This is no uh, a chance and probability deal. This was almost inevitable that sooner or later you were going to get a, a black guy with such high self-esteem that he was going to call himself the God and not even be ashamed of it. Thank you, caller. That was left on our 24-hour comment line, 844-814-5227. I hadn't heard Larry Elder talk about self-esteem being high in the black community, and I'm not familiar with that polling, but that's interesting because, yeah, you got to have some super high self-esteem when you're calling yourself Charlemagne the God, okay? Now, I will tell you, my understanding of self-esteem is really personal and more really about, you know, typically in America, I would think those with a high self-esteem, were. I've always considered that to be the good-looking crowd, right? The good looking people are typically the ones with the high self-esteem, regardless of what, you know, what group they're from. And Charlemagne is easy on the eyes. I will give him that. He's a good looking dude. Right. Of course, as soon as he starts talking, he goes from a 10 to a two like a real quick. Okay, (laughs) which happens oftentimes when you uh, encounter a liberal male. Okay. I think liberals in general have too high of self-esteem in the sense that they always, you know, they, they cannot entertain the possibility of being wrong to the degree that they have to redefine recession to the degree that they have to, you know, they have to have such confidence or boost their, their own self, self-esteem that they have to redefine male or female, right? Isn't that part of what's going on? I think it's exactly what's going on. Right. I tell you what's going to be going on next hour. We forgot to even tell you guys this. We're going to be giving away another pair of tickets to the Padres Faith and Family what? Night. Yeah, it boosts my self-confidence when I get to give away, because then everybody loves me. <laughs> Where are my tickets, Andrea? Yeah, I know. So stay tuned. We're going to tell you how you can win a pair of tickets to go to Faith and Family Night, July 30th, coming up this Saturday. Padres are going to play the Twins. You're going to want to be there or be square. You're also going to want to stay tuned for the next hour of the Andrea K Show. Come on back. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.